Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry Connick Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, how goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. I'm Sean Kelly, and hello from the Smoothie King Center, where the homestand continues tonight for the Pelicans. They get set to take on the Brooklyn Nets. I had almost forgotten that Brooklyn was in the NBA. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, it's amazing that it took till February 25th for the Pelicans and the Nets to see each other for the first time. And hopefully the Pelicans can keep it going here at home after a thrilling win on uh, Monday against the Toronto Raptors. I'm going to ask uh, David Wesley about that Monday game because I, I still keep getting questions about it. Um, with the Pelicans winning so shorthanded and in dramatic fashion, it's certainly been a topic around town here over the last 48 hours. And uh, David will help us uh, break down Monday's game and look forward to tonight and this uh, very strange weekend schedule coming up for the Pelicans, all a part of a Wesley Wednesday, as usual, right here on the Black and Blue Report. Football-wise, Terry Fontenot is our guest today. Uh, Terry, as you may well know, is uh, right there underneath Mickey Loomis uh, at last check. At last check, his official title was Director of Pro Scouting, which I don't think has changed by any means. But uh, he's one of those guys that uh, has, has an ever-increasing role in the, uh, in the Saints organization. So we're very, very pleased to welcome in uh, Terry Fontenot today, a Tulane guy, by the way. Um, I don't know if you remember him from playing earlier in the 2000s. Um, and I'm trying to remember if uh, Terry was playing during my time at Tulane as their radio announcer uh, back between 02 and 05. I'll have to go back and look. I'm pretty sure he was. Nonetheless, we're uh, pleased to have him today. John DeShazer visited with Terry at the uh, Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, and that's on our program today. And so is Jimmer Fredette, uh, who's celebrating today. More on that when he joins us here in just a moment. But uh, Jimmer Fredette, by the way, was a huge part of that win. Uh, even if you only play just a short time, he came off the bench, hit two big free throws down the stretch to help the Pelicans win by three and sweep the season series with the Toronto Raptors. So pretty good show for you today, uh, no doubt. And uh, we're anxiously awaiting the uh, weather to break, hopefully, maybe before folks are going to come downtown for the game tonight or before just even the afternoon commute before you all head home. Um, so with that, we'll take our first break and then get into a pretty good show today with, again, David Wesley on a Wesley Wednesday, Jimmer Fredette and uh, Terry Fontenot 
from uh, the Saints front office. All that and more in just a moment. Take a quick break and we'll be right back. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm Linda, mother of two beautiful 13-year-old twins. While my son has brown hair and blue eyes and my daughter has blonde with green eyes, they both share one identical DNA trait. I hate spinach. No one leaves the table until you finish your vegetables. Getting my kids to want to eat vegetables, that's my purpose. Blend it now. Try the new veggie blends at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to get your kids to love vegetables. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. David Wesley in just a moment. First, though, John DeShazer and Terry Fontenot at the scouting combine in Indianapolis. Here is their visit from this past weekend. Ryan Pace left, director of player personnel, go to be the uh, general manager in Chicago. Did that change your role at all to kind of fill that void when Ryan left? Right, well, it did a little bit. It kind of just changed a, a little bit of the way we're doing things here. Um, but... Uh, Ryan was like a brother to me, you know, so I'm definitely going to miss him as a person. We're real excited about what we have going here with Jeff being here and, and, and running the college side and just, you know, everything he can do. So, um, so yeah, it'll change a little bit, people's roles a little bit, but we're excited moving forward. Did you perhaps get a little bit more into the college aspect of it with Ryan gone, or do you still pretty much do what you do? Right. Well, you know, Mickey and Coach Payton really like for us to be cohesive and for us to blend, and, and, and so we're definitely going to do that. You, you know, I'll, I'll get to – uh, do some college stuff, just like Jeff will do a lot of uh, pro stuff. Um, having a former GM and a guy that's done all the things he's, he's done, you got to take advantage of that in every aspect of the organization that you can. So Mickey and Sean definitely going to do that. Yeah. Now the Saints are obviously an organization that in, they increase and in, in, let me start this over. Oh, God, I couldn't get that out. I could not get that out to save my life. <laughs> so we're going to start from the top. Can we pick up or we start over? Okay. <laughs> Now, the Saints are an organization that really encourage different voices. Have you had more of a voice in this situation or pretty much the same? No, yeah, I think I've definitely had more of a voice. You know, when you have a person like Ryan leave, somebody has to, you know, multiple people have to step up. So, yeah, we've had more of a voice. And, look, we were 7-9 and nine last year. You know, we're at the Combine right now, and there are 31 teams that are disappointed. There's only one team that's happy. So we definitely, moving forward, you know, character, toughness, intelligence, we've got to bring in the right types of players uh, starting this offseason to get back to that, that point where we're winning, we're winning championships. That's what we want to do. Now, on a personal standpoint, obviously, Ryan Pace left to become a general manager. Mickey Loomis says he sees those same characteristics in you. You know, th- is that something that he conveys to you, and is that, how do you take having that kind of compliment, I guess? You know, I think it says a lot about this organization. It is kind of, it's kind of humbling for him to say something like that. When you work for an organization that's won a lot of football games, um, you've watched Mickey Loomis. I think he's the best in the league. Coach Payton, I think he's the best in the league. And the way they do things, when you see an organization like this, you learn a lot. And I think that's why people get opportunities from here. So we, we understand that, and it's good. But at the end of the day, you got to win football games if anybody's going to get opportunities. So right now, that's what we're looking forward to, get, bringing in the right players so we can win not just games but win championships. All right, gentlemen, thank you very much. When we come back, it's a Wesley Wednesday here on the Black and Blue Report. 
as D-Dub from Fox Sports New Orleans joins us in just a moment. I'm Chip Chapman, here on the street asking people what they would do with a $40 million Powerball jackpot from the Louisiana Lottery. I'd fly to Italy to go shoe shopping with my girlfriends. I'd invest it, of course. I could double that money in no time. And you, sir? I'd buy me a vacation home on my own private island and a new sports car and a golden hot That's tub. That's quite enough from you, sir. Play Powerball at any Louisiana Lottery retailer. Starting jackpot $40 million. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Be at the Smoothie King Center to see your New Orleans Pelicans take flight on Wednesday, February 25th at 7 p.m. when the Brooklyn Nets come to town. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off the fun at 5.30 with music, inflatable games for the kids, appearances by Pierre the Pelicans, the Pelicans dance team, and a whole bunch more. Tickets start as low as $15. Call 525 or visit pelicans.com to score your seats today. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Jimmer for debt still to come here on this Wednesday, but since it is Wednesday, we cannot move any further forward uh, without David Wesley for a Wesley Wednesday. The analyst for Fox Sports New Orleans, former NBAer. David Wesley is on the line with us here as he prepares in the secret location for tonight's Pelicans Nets game. Hello, my friend. I, I am in the vault. Yes. Coming up with different stuff and interesting nothing. How, <laughs> how many screens in the nothings? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it, it's a lot of nothing. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, but you know, it, the, the, I think the interesting thing is, you know, looking at the last game is the production off the bench. How uh, quickly. Those guys went to work. I mean, they put up good numbers in a short amount of time. I, I hope we can lean on that just a little bit for the next couple of weeks. I would love that. I mean, I don't know about you, but over the last 48 hours, I've had more people come up to me and say, how did they win that game on Monday? Uh, and, and they do it with a smile on their face. I mean, they're not mad. They're, they're, they're glad. But um, that game generated a lot of talk. Um, what does it do? What does it generate for this team, David? Is it just one game or is there more to it? I think it's I think it's one game. I think you know you talk about what needs to happen in games now, and guys have to step up. Well, you're asking guys that don't play a whole lot of minutes uh, to step up. You know, you take Luke Babbitt, who had 18 points in 22 minutes, that or basically 23 minutes, which is a lot of production in a short amount of time. And that's a guy who's went from starting to about five, six, seven games of DMP CDs. And then some sprinkle minutes to, we need you. And, I mean, obviously he stepped up big. Norris Cole stepped up big. Uh, Alexi has proven that when he gets 20-plus minutes, his numbers look pretty good, and you count on those guys. You'd like to think so, and you hope so, but I, I don't know if you can get that every single night. Now, they stepped up in a, in a situation where the starting five didn't really – shine other than Ashik looked really good uh, and had a, had a double-double. But um, So you, you got to give up something for another thing. I, you know, I, I hope so. I, I, I hope so. It, it's kind of tough to say. Yeah, how about Tyreek Evans playing with the flu on Monday night? I don't think I knew that he was feeling that poorly. Um, you know, I just kept saying with J.D. on the air on the radio side, he just doesn't look himself. Little did I know. 
Yeah, you know, and, and you know, sometimes when you're injured or not 100% in a way like an illness, sometimes you, you focus different, and sometimes that focus can turn into some really terrific games. And uh, not that he played awful. Um, he had 13 and, and 12 assists uh, in the last uh, – since January 25th. He has eight double-figure 10-plus assist games. So uh, – and the Pelicans are 6-2 and two in those games. So – that's a good sign for the Pels. How good has this Norris Colba addition been for the Pelicans? He's been great. I, you know, it, it's it's, and I and I think it's his confidence, his attitude, uh, and with that confidence and style of play, uh, brings the pace to this this Pelican offense that at times will struggle to get to the hundred point mark. All of a sudden, they found it hard to get there. Um, the last two games, they, they have been able to get there with, with Cole in the lineup, and he just pushes. It's not, you know, like he's lightning fast from one end to the other, but it's just a consistent push, and it ends up getting the Pelicans, you know, some easy baskets, some quicker baskets where they don't have to depend on a half court. And uh, he's been great. He's been great for this team. I, I think he brings the experience and, and know-how uh, that this team needs. We've got that little situation going on at the forwards. Um, David, we saw on Monday Monty Williams start Quincy Pondexter at the three and Dante Cunningham at the four. Um, traditionally, those are positions that generally uh, put some numbers on the board, but yet the Pelicans are going to really struggle to get production out of those two spots, aren't they? I, yeah, I think so. I think, you know, when, 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 when Monty's thinking guys in his lineup, guys on the team, guys in the rotation – it's more of a defensive-minded thought behind it, where he's not so. I think he's not so concerned with what they score. If they can give you seven to ten a piece in that position, I think he would take that and, and depend on the other three guys in the starting lineup to do the bulk of the scoring, or guys coming off the bench to do more of the scoring. Uh, but I think he likes, especially in the two and three spot where you. You know, guys come in and they, they try and get our three and four spot where guys come in and get, you know, a lot of buckets. You you want your, you know, some good defense there. And he went with it. Uh, he didn't get the seven to ten from that spot, but uh, maybe he got the defense he wanted. Brooklyn's here tonight. I get the impression that New Orleans might want to run a little bit on these guys. Yeah, veteran team. Uh, and, uh, you know, just it, it's a weird team, though. You know, a team with, with – with veterans, with guys that, that have talent, they just haven't really put it all together. And, you know, I, I've, I've, I used to like Joe Johnson. Uh, now he looks like he has, to, he has to go to work as opposed to I want to go play some basketball. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you, you put Brooke on the, on the bench, which I think has helped the team a lot because uh, it gives them a big punch off the bench. And, they, you know, they got some size in the five spot. Um, like I said, some good players. Uh, yeah, definitely get out and run them. Uh, you don't want to play against this team either in the half court. I don't think they're that good. I think Thaddeus Young helps their team a little bit, uh, but I don't. You know, I don't think I don't think much of them. I don't know why, but I, I just don't. So who's the underdog tonight? I mean, the Pelicans still don't have their big guns. I, I would say the, un- the underdog will be the Pelicans up until you know the guns get back. Um, they're they're going to be playing hopefully with that chip on their shoulder that no one thinks we can win. Let's go out and prove them wrong. 
that'd be great because uh, that would mean that they would have to come out and play with a sense of urgency that I see is lacking sometimes uh, when I feel like here's a great opportunity. You guys need to be, you know, coming out here getting it, and it just doesn't seem to be there. So hopefully, you know, with, with the, the addition of Norris Cole understanding there is a sense of urgency that needs to, to be out there on the court, you know, maybe he will help bring that and, and guys will play with a, a little pep in their step. Wesley Wednesday here on the Black and Blue Report. Hey, one more thing before we get to a little game that I'd like to play today, David. I know that you like games. Um, I like games. Yeah, games are good. Uh, but before we get to the game part of this, um, your thoughts on this weekend coming up. Maybe it's just me, but this whole Friday at home against Miami, travel Saturday, Sunday Denver, Sunday, Monday at Dallas, uh, seems like a little weird three-game and four-day set. It's ugly. This whole season, the schedule has been ugly. But, you know, with and, and this would have been the interesting thing with a full roster, full complement of guys. This is one of those times, even though they've 500 us to death, uh, this would be a time where, you know, maybe they, they run some of the games. They got the, the harder of the, the games in Toronto. They beat Brooklyn, beat uh, Miami on Friday. And then they fly to Denver to try to get one there, even though they haven't had much success up there. And then, you know, throw their their you know their money in the hat for 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 Dallas, uh, which would be a tough win, um, but could be a, a significant week for them. But right now, with the guys down, it's it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tough road trip. A good thought. Uh, you ready to play the game? Yeah. Well, uh, All yeah. right. Here's the game. Three topics, um, and the the best thing is you can't lose, uh, which. That's how you generally rig all the games. But anyway, that's a whole other show. Um, the, the, uh, the, I, wanna, I wanna throw out three different topics. You tell me uh, yay or nay or yeah or nah, depending on your you know your liking, uh, on whether you want to comment on them. Is that fair? Okay. All right, let's start with uh, crowds uh, storming the court in college basketball. Yay or nay? Love it. Love it. Yeah. Okay. You never found that dangerous as a player? Uh, it is dangerous as a player, and it is kind of weird. Uh, I, I remember uh, beating number three Arkansas when I was at Baylor. Um, the same the same night that or the same day that Tyson lost to Buster Douglas, and one of the most memorable days of my uh, young life. And uh, they stormed the court, and I thought it was awesome. Okay. Okay. Um, Derek Rose's newest knee injury and now subsequent surgery. You want to comment on that, yay or nay? Yeah, I'll, I'll take a stab at that. Right. Uh, unfortunate, but uh, big questions have to arise. You know, what does his future hold? What, do, what does the organization feel like the future holds for him being in Chicago? He's not the MVP uh, he was uh, several years ago. He's, he got hurt in the first game four years ago of the playoffs since then he's missed the last three playoff uh playoff uh runs for the chicago bulls it's uh, it's unfortunate because what a talent and you can see that his game has changed quite a bit he's become, trying to become more of a jump shooter he doesn't have that explosive fearless attack of the basket uh you could compare him it would be kind of the russell westbrook way he attacks the basket he's not doing that anymore it, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see where his future lies. All right. One more to go here. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, yay or nay, a comment on the Rajon Rondo 
Rick Carl shouting match during the Dallas Mavericks game last night? Ooh, good one though. I, I, I uh, Rajon Rondo. This is not new, and it's not news. And I, I think it depends on the head coach on how things are handled. I've had shouting matches, not publicly like that, but shouting matches with Paul Silas. You know, next day we were laughing it up. So, you know, in the moment things happen. Rondo's been known to, to be very expressive and, and, and speak like that on the court or wherever. Um, it, it Now it comes down to what kind of coach is Rick Carlisle. You know, things that you don't know about Rick Carlisle behind the scenes. Uh, Rick Carlisle coached me my first year as an assistant coach in Jersey. I know he's a bit of a screamer. I know he can, you know, get into you like that. How does, how does uh, Rondo handle it? Uh, it might be a lot much do about nothing and this could be you know hey we got into it tomorrow we're good I need to make my point I wanted to make it then you know I run this team and if you can fall in line great you're a free agent at the end of the year we'll see what happens then somehow I was hoping that you dodge one topic and then I could say you lose but um, you commented on all three yeah I like I like those are good topics I like them. okay all right we'll do this again then how about that yeah, tonight when we get to the game, I don't know how much time we have now, but when we get to the game, I'll, I want your comments on uh, on all three topics. Uh, okay, fair enough. time for you to weigh in now? Well, I, actually, I think this is Wesley Wednesday, so I don't think anybody wants to hear Sean oh. Kelly's take on it. So. <laughs> well, I do. Uh, all right. We'll chat about that later. But maybe we'll do yay or nay again next week. What do you think? Okay, I like it. Well, is it yay or nay or is it yeah or nah? Uh, yay or nay for me. Okay, because you're kind of cultured. Yeah, I guess it depends on what part of the country you're from. Well, you're a little cultured. You got a little. You got a little polish on you. <laughs> Nicely done. Thanks again, my friend. Yep. Thank you. David Wesley and Joel Myers on the television call tonight on Fox Sports New Orleans. We're looking forward to it. Pelicans and Nets here at the Smoothie King Center. We'll continue with the birthday boy in just a moment. Basketball fans from all over Louisiana are invited to the Louisiana High School Boys and Girls All-Star Basketball Games being held in Shreveport at the Hirsch Coliseum on Saturday, March 21st. The best players from Louisiana will put on an exciting display of showmanship. Tickets are only $10 and games start at 1 p.m. Check out hotels and other things to do at shreveport bosierorg or call 888-45-VISIT. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black and Blue Report continues from the Smoothie King, the center this morning where the Pelicans just got done with their morning shoot-around prior to tonight's game with the uh, Brooklyn Nets. I almost said the New Jersey Nets. I'm dating myself again. Uh, Jimmer Fredette joins us here outside the uh, Pelicans locker room. First of all, sir, I think 
Happy birthday is in order, isn't it? Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, it's a great day. Um, you know, it's awesome to be able to celebrate a birthday. But uh, everyone's been very, very nice to me and uh, received a lot of texts and everything today. So hopefully it's a good one. 26, is that right? Yep, 26. You don't seem like 26. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But, uh, you know, I'm 26 and, uh, you know, you don't get younger. You, you keep getting older and older. So uh, obviously I'm not too old yet, but uh, just uh, it's a great day. What's a good day on a birthday for you, <laughs> other than no rain and cold like we have today? Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully we win tonight. That would be a good birthday present. But uh, just just relaxing, hanging out with uh, my family and being able to – we usually go and, you know, get something to eat. We won't be able to do that tonight because of the game, but we'll go and celebrate it tomorrow, go out and, uh, you know, get some dinner and just kind of like, do some presents, get some cake, you know, eat some good food. Having played basketball most all your life, this February birthday is probably uh, hit or miss with regard to game days over the years, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know if it's, uh, you know, on a game day or not. And uh, the last couple of years it hasn't been, and then tonight, you know, obviously it will be. But, uh, you know, it's always fun. You never know. It's it's cool kind of to have a game on your birthday because hopefully you can have a good game. <laughs> I was going to say, have you ever had a great birthday game before? Uh, not anything that was uh, notable, anything too spectacular. Um, you know, I can't even remember what games were on my birthday and what weren't. But uh, I'm sure it's always a good day. So, Part of the reason why maybe it seems like you're not 26 is because you don't have, I guess, what would be the normal years in the league by the age of 26. Yeah. Did, did you do a mission before or during or after college? Uh, I did not, no. I, uh, you know, but I did stay four years at okay, college, right. you know. Yeah. So a lot of the guys don't stay four years when they're, they're in the NBA. A lot of guys have, are leaving early, especially nowadays. So they come in, and they're about the same age as me, but they're, you know, have six, six years in or so because they left after freshman year. Um, so, but I didn't do a mission, um, so it's just, you know, I'm normal age for where I'm supposed to be uh, for going to year to school for four years. Okay. <laughs> all right, now, now it all seems to make more sense. So the other night you come in cold and hit two big free throws. How hard was it to get into that mode that late in the game after sitting for so long? Yeah, you just got to be prepared and kind of stay ready. Um, you know, it's something that... I've done in the past and you just got to, you you know, always be ready for your name to be called and be ready to go into the game. And, you know, if you do something like that, your teammates and your coaches and everybody are counting on you to, to make the shots. And, you know, I have confidence in my ability. I can make them, you know, just warm your shoulder up a little bit and uh, get your mind focused and, and just go do what you, you've always done. Do you, uh, in the off season, I don't know, you're sitting around the house doing nothing all day. Do you just all of a sudden just pop up, go outside, shoot two free throws to simulate that? No, not really. Yeah, I don't really do that too much. You can't do too much to simulate it, especially because, you know, obviously if you do that, there's no pressure, you know, when you're just practicing. You know, it's not really anything, uh, you know, counting on it. So it's just something that, you know, I was able to make the free throws, and it's just all about having confidence and the ability and putting in the work, knowing that you've shot so many free throws over and over that you can make them. Yeah, it was a big part of a big win for you guys. What does what does a win like that on Monday shorthanded do for a team? Uh, it builds confidence, you know, in the guys that are that are playing. You know, uh, these some of the guys haven't played a ton this year or have had minutes here and there, but they are starting to play uh, more and have big minutes. So, you know, guys are stepping up and, uh, you know, having an opportunity to show what they can do and at the same time helping the team win. So it, it builds confidence uh, going into the next game, but also – you know, we have to make sure that we don't have a, a mental lapse. You know, sometimes with the energy that was in the building, you know, you can sometimes have a lot down the next game, and we can't let that happen. With that in mind, what's the mood like down the hall? Have you sensed a change here since the All-Star break? Um, you know, 
not too much. I think we go about our business, you know, pretty much the same. We've, we've tried to do the same every single every single game. Um, no game is more important than the next. You just have to go out there and make make sure you're taking a, a professional approach to every game and be confident in, in your game plan and go out there and execute it. We're far enough into the season now that I feel like I can ask you this question. Um, about your role with this team, how is it different from your other stops in your career so far? Um, you know, it's just a, uh, you know, it's a similar type role. You know, you, I, if you get in spotty minutes, you just go in and take an advantage of the opportunity when you have uh, a chance to play. And uh, you got to be ready. You got to be a professional. Um, go in there and just try to, you know, do whatever it is that the team wants, uh, you know, needs on that night, whether it's scoring or getting others involved or doing whatever. So, um, you know, that's a similar role, just go and provide a spark. Can't believe it's taken until February 25th to play the Brooklyn Nets, you know, for the first time. So, uh, with that being said, share with me your thoughts on that ball club. What should we know about going into tonight? Um, you know, they're a tough team. They have, uh, you know, some really great veteran players, you know, with uh, Joe Johnson and Darren Williams. And then Brooke Lopez is a is tough cover inside. And, um, you know, Jared Jack is going to, I think he's going to be playing tonight. He's a great player, coming probably coming off the bench. But, you know, they have a lot of really talented players, former All-Stars and uh, proven guys in this league. So uh, we got to be prepared to, to, you know, have a tough battle and make sure that we try to make it uncomfortable for them right from the get-go. Always enjoy our visits. All the best tonight and happy birthday again, Jimmer. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate yep. it. Jimmer Fredette with us here on the Black and Blue Report. More to come here in just a moment. I'm Tom Richards. I'm 35 years old, vice president of sales at a regional paper company. Six months ago, we decided to transition to one of those cool collaborative open space offices. So now I sit in the open next to three other sales managers, which means there's nothing separating me from... <coughs> not getting Carl's nasty cold and missing a sales opportunity this winter? That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the Immune Builder Smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to stay healthy this winter. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. The future is now for the New Orleans Pelicans as all-star Anthony Davis has become one of the elite players in the NBA. 2015-16 season tickets are now on sale, so make sure to secure early bird pricing and receive special gifts as part of our parade of prizes. Season ticket holders receive great benefits, including access to exclusive team events, plus savings on concessions and merchandise. Be part of the best fan experience in the NBA by calling 525-HOOP or visiting pelicans.com today. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackie, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans. We will be back tomorrow over there at Studio B on Airline Drive for the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Hopefully we'll be discussing a Pelicans win over the Brooklyn Nets, and we're efforting to get Norris Cole one-on-one for you for the first time. Uh, maybe even former LSU product Justin Hamilton, too, for the uh, Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Somewhere in the next two days, we'll hear from both of those guys. Uh, who knows who else will stop by. Do we have any other surprises coming up later this week? Uh, there's a maybe, yeah, there's a certain Hall of Famer that may be involved. Um, I'll keep you posted on that. Hey, uh, be smart out there on the roads today. Remember, windshield wipers on, lights on as we go throughout a uh, rainy Wednesday. Those of you north of us, um, be careful as well. It's not better. It's actually worse above the, uh, we'll call it the Alexandria line across the state of Louisiana. So 
With that, we will bid you adieu. Thanks again to Terry Fontenot and John DeShazer today. David Wesley and Jimmer from that too. Go Pelicans tonight. And uh, if we don't see you at the Smoothie King Center, we'll see you right back here tomorrow afternoon for No Appointment Radio. This is the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.